Hey, good morning, everybody. Y'all doing all right? Everybody's good? How many of you are already done with your Christmas shopping? Come on, let's give these folks a hand. I think they deserve it. What's the wrong? What's wrong with the rest of us? Gas prices, right? It's good to be here today. Thank you for coming. Look at your neighbor and tell him I'm glad you came. Glad you came. I want to jump right in. Y'all ready? Y'all ready to jump right in? Let's jump in. Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. If you're looking for the Christmas story to share with your family on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, just remember Luke chapter 2. For all the guys in here, if you pull the Bible out on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day and you begin to read Luke chapter 2 to your family, you're going to look really good. Just trying to give you a, just trying to help you out. You know what I'm saying? Luke chapter 2. I'm going to read two different scripture verses today because we're going to kick off a new Christmas series because it's Christmas time. Here we go. Luke chapter 2. At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. And those first three words, I want that to grab your attention at that time. Okay. Verse 2. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all returned to their own ancestral towns to register for this census. Let me just give you a little heads up. The whole point of this registration for the census wasn't just to see how many people the, the towns were populated with. This was so they could tax everybody. This was a government operation to collect some tax money. So this is what's going on here. So verse 4, and because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. And he traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. And he took, he took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came. I want you to say that. The time came. We started the verse with, at that time, and now the time came. The time came for her baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. Now let's jump over to the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 3. We're going to Old Testament. Give you a little New Testament, and then we're going to supplement with some Old Testament. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, we're going to read verse 1 and verse 11. It says, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. Let's skip down to verse 11. He has made everything beautiful in its time. It's good. He, he has also set eternity in the human heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to to end. Today we're going to kick off a new series called Times and Seasons. Times and Seasons. Let's pray. Father, we love you and thank you for this day that we can gather together to hear your word. And I just pray over the next few moments as we unpack everything in these scriptures, Lord, that you will speak to our hearts and that your word will come alive and will help us to have hope, help us to believe and trust you God, you've got it all in your hands. You're in control. You know what you're doing. I pray, God, that we will walk out of here today with 
with hope and we will be at peace. Father, I ask for your help in sharing this message today. Let it not just be a talk or a speech, but let it be life-giving words that touch our souls, that awaken us, Father. Lord, we need you today. We're relying on you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, this week, I have a, uh, we have one of those family group texts. Anybody else got a family group text with all your people? Like all of them. I have two. I have one with my family, with like my parents, my brothers, and their wives, and all the, the like everybody. It's all the people, man. It's a lot sometimes. It's one of those so many notifications that you got to turn the notifications off. Anybody, anybody else living through that? Yeah, it's not a bad thing. It's just, I, I mean, my phone won't stop. It just keeps going and going. And then I also have uh, another one, another text chat group, whatever, with just myself and my three brothers. And um, my three brothers decided this week that they were going to flex a little bit on our family and take pictures of their decorated homes you know, with Christmas decorations and put them in the family group chat and even put it in the brother group chat and I had nothing to put up there. And I need you to know, maybe this is a confession moment for me as a pastor. I told Cynthia, my, my Monday I was off, I was like, on my day off today, I'm about to blow this thing up because I will turn our yard into a winter wonderland. And I will show them up. I'm serious, man. I, I mean, once you, when you start posting it, one, okay, that's fine. Two, somebody's talking trash. But three, it's own. I have three brothers, okay? And so we've been competitive like this all our life. And there was so much temptation in me to try to do this. But thank the Lord I married a good woman. And I still don't have a picture up because I still don't have a yard decorated like a winter wonderland. I just got leaves, y'all. Come on, anybody else just got leaves in the yard? I mean, bless the Lord, oh my soul. That's all I got. Boy, I just think about what it could look like, though, babe. I do, man. I'm not going to lie. I think about it. I think about when I just send that one pic, you know what I'm saying? And then all the family comments on it. But I'm not going to do that because that's not the kind of person that I want to be. So... So I have no lights on my house, but I could. And if I did, anyway, thank the Lord for Cynthia. I do think she was just protecting my brothers. You know, because as soon as their wives see it, they're going to ask questions like, why didn't you do all this? And I just don't want them to endure all of that, especially in the holiday season. Anyway. People love the holiday season, am I right? I mean, just love Christmas. Like, Walmart loves it. Walmart loves it more than you do, man. They were putting that stuff out, like, before Halloween even happened. Like, that whole garden center in the back, you know what I'm talking about? Don't go back there trying to find a yard rake. You ain't getting it, man. I mean, you get one of them inflatable Santas, you know, with reindeer and stuff. I mean, and, and that's how some people are. They just cannot wait uh, for the Christmas season to happen. And there's the whole argument about can you play Christmas music before Thanksgiving. I'm from the camp of you don't do that. Amen. You know, I, I mean, I think you wait till after Thanksgiving. Others, they do it all the time. And I just, I don't get it. I mean, those are the people that watch the Hallmark movies. And, I, and God bless you. You do you, boo. You know, I mean, uh, I, I just, I just can't do it. Um, 
But I think we love this season a lot. People love this time of the year. And obviously, we get to get together with our families, and, and we like that. Um, we like that we get to celebrate with friends, all the different Christmas parties. How many of you, your schedules are already full because of Christmas parties? This Christmas party, that Christmas party, and you just decided I'm bringing chips and queso to every one of them. I'm not yes. cooking nothing fancy. You know what I'm saying? It's good. It's a good option. Uh, and then all the little white elephant party. Y'all play white elephant? Can you call it that anymore? I don't know, but I tell you, that party right there is interesting. And our family does one, and it is quite competitive. And last year, if you would have saw Cynthia at this one, I mean, this, <laughs> we, were at, uh, we were at family's house for Thanksgiving, and the one gift that Cynthia was fighting over, fighting is the key word right there, uh, it was there on the counter. And Cynthia was tempted to steal it, and just like she talked me off the ledge with the Christmas lights, I talked her off the ledge. And I told her I'd get her one for Christmas. And so we're just trying to help each other stay holy, y'all. That's it. Okay. Um, it's all the different things that come with Christmas. And we love it till you don't love it because it can get quite stressful. Am I right? Because there's a lot of things uh, that are going on. And, uh, but can I go ahead and officially declare that it is the Christmas season? It is. You can go ahead and put that little wreath on the front of your truck and drive around town. You can wear your little Santa hat if you want to. That's good. You do it, man, if you want to. But we're officially in the Christmas season. And today we read from Luke chapter 2 about the birth of Jesus. It's the story of his birth. And it started out with at that time. At that time. Then it says the time came. I want you to know today that it was about 700 years before the birth of Jesus that a prophecy was given. It's actually in Isaiah chapter 7 that he would be born. This was spoken 700 years before his birth that there was going to be a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes in a manger. It was already spoken years before. And that's when it was spoken, but when it happened was later. It's kind of like parenting. I'm telling you, yes, I can do that right now, but I can't do that right now. We'll get to that later. How I many y'all know? Y'all, 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 well, Mom, you said, yeah, I did say yes. I said that two days ago, but we still got a lot of life to live before I have to do it. So don't tell me what to do. I love you. Amen? So this word was spoken way back in Isaiah 7. But it takes all these years, 700 years, till you get to Luke chapter 2 before it's actually happening. And what I've learned is sometimes all you have is a word, and sometimes all you have is a promise, and sometimes it takes some time. Look at your neighbor and tell them it takes some time. It takes a little bit of time. And that can be frustrating because we're impatient. We like things to happen right now. And if it doesn't happen right now, we go into the mode of thinking that something is wrong. I've done something wrong. God's doing something wrong. People are doing something wrong. And a lot of times it has nothing to do with somebody doing something wrong. It's just not time. Ella Pearl is 13 years old. And she would love to be able to drive. In fact, she tells us how to drive. She will tell me, Dad, you need to honk the horn at them. 
because they need to go. I'm like, baby, listen, we're not doing all that. She says, well, when I drive, I'm going to let them know they need to move out the way. I'm not sure who she gets that from. She's 13. There is no reason why right now I should be giving her the keys to the car because it's not time. But the time's going to come. She will get to drive, but not yet. But it's coming. And for so many of us, it's this realization that when we're talking about times and we're talking about season, we want it to happen right now. But sometimes it's for later. It's not for now. And it's probably best it does it. Like if Ella Pearl was driving right now, that would not be good. I'm serious. It would not be good. And I'm talking about for you. <laughs> and she's laughing because she knows it's true. It would not be good because she, it's, it's not ready yet. She's not ready for that yet. And whenever you read through the Bible, there's a lot of references to time. There's a lot of references to season. And whenever we, we begin to think down this road, we have to understand that it's in the timing. Jesus came at just the right time. Even though he was promised a long time ago, he came at the right timing. And so it's important for you and I to understand God's timing. And if we're going to understand God's timing, it's going to start with trusting. Timing starts with trusting. Because what happens with our impatience is this. We begin to doubt what was said. Well, you said that you were going to buy this for me. I did say that, but I didn't say when. And you don't know, kid, I might be saving for it. We just don't have the money right now. It's timing, but it requires trusting. Today, we also read from the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 1. It starts with, there's a time and a season for everything. I know you want to talk about time. I know you want to talk about season, but I want to focus on the word everything. Because when we see the word everything, we have to know what that actually means. When we see everything, that means all the good things, but it also means all the not so good things. Let's put a positive spin on it. Amen. It's all of the good things and all of the not so good things as well. And we know that Ecclesiastes was written by Solomon, who is King David's son. He was considered the wisest man ever. And we see a glimpse of how he thinks as he writes. You and I, we like to measure time in minutes, in hours, in days, and in years. But he observed different times and seasons of life and concluded that our lives are made up of times and seasons. And I'll give you proof of how this works in our everyday life, okay? As you get older, you forget years. Yeah. Meaning this, what year was that? 20 what? 20, 2003? I don't remember 2003. But I do remember that time that we went on that trip. You know what I'm talking about? Anybody else? My kids, they could tell you, oh, that was on August the 3rd. And back in 2008, we did this at a family. I mean, it was probably 12.30 in that afternoon. I don't remember that. But I do remember that time. I do remember the time. We also can, can measure it like this. It's been a long time. How long has it been? I don't know, but it's been a long time. When's the last time you got away just by yourself? I don't know, but it's been a long time. So we, we can't always remember when, but we can remember that it's been a long time. And our perspective uh, in this life is directly affected more than we realize 
by the times and seasons that we experience. So much of our lives has been affected by the good times and by the not so good times. So many decisions in our lives have been made out of those times. There are times where it goes really, really good. And you go, oh, I don't remember what was happening that year, but that was a good time. That was a good season for us as a family. And so you made decisions out of that good season that has set you up for where you are. But then there were seasons and times where it was not so good, and you were put into place to make some decisions. And sometimes it wasn't even about the future. It was about right now. I don't know what we're going to do tomorrow, but right now, this is what we need to do. And some people on the outside would say, well, I don't think that's wise. And you would reply, well, you don't know what we're experiencing right now. Because if you saw what we were seeing right now, you would make a different decision. Times and seasons, they they impact so much of our lives. I'll give you a simple example of it, okay? Summertime. When you know that it's summertime, it begins to change some things in your home. We get a little bit more relaxed in the summertime at our house. Kids don't have any more homework. Bedtimes change. In fact, what you wear changes. Seriously, the time begins to tell you what you should and what you should. Like you're, and I don't get it. I see these kids in the middle of the summer walking around with a hoodie on. That air condition must work really well in your classroom. Some of us older folk, it didn't work that good. We wanted to wear a tank top, and you got sent to the office for wearing that. Can't do it. The time determines some things. The holiday season, it determines some things. Right now, you thought, oh, it's the holiday season. Can't wait. And then you looked at your schedule and said, oh, my goodness. Every school play, every, it's like, what, what night are we going to go Christmas? Show? I don't know. That's what Cynthia was saying. When you could put up all these Christmas decorations? I don't know. We don't have time. I'll do it in the dark, man. If it's for a competition, I'll park the truck in front of the house with the lights on. Who's coming help? Let's go. You, want, you see, you don't care about lights. You just want me to win. And I love you for that. I do. I really do, man. I love you. Well, here, here's another season that we love, football season. Come on, football season's been good for you this year. Am I right? It's been good. Not for not Florida fans, but anyway. Let me, let me slide another one, maybe another time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Always got to pick on the Florida fans, always. There's always next season. Is that how they say it? All right. Can you recall a day, though? When something happened that kicked off a new season for you. Like if you're a young, young person, your first day of school, like your first day of college kicks off a new season for you. We, we can even go further back for, the, for some of the high school kids. Your first day of high school, that's like a new season. It is, because now you start to recognize things that you didn't recognize in middle school. You dress differently. Things begin to matter. And then you go to college and it doesn't matter anymore. It's a new season. What about when you get a new job? It's a new season for you. You look at it differently, man. Like it, it, it changes some things about you. You start in that new job, you're excited. I'm going shopping. I got. I can't wear what I've been wearing this other job. It's important. I need some new clothes. It's a new season. It begins to determine some things in your life. What about the wedding day? That's a new season for you. Woo! New season. When you have a baby. 
You didn't realize I was a new season of no sleeping. Tis the season, right? Um, or maybe it was a doctor's appointment with a diagnosis. Can kick off a new season. Or maybe it's a visit to the boss's office and they let you go. We all have them. Good times, bad times, we all have them. Good seasons, bad seasons. And I wish I could tell you what to do to prevent them. I do. I wish I could stand up here today and say, hey, here are the three steps to having good times and good seasons. And some of y'all would say, this is starting to sound like a bar. And this ain't. It's a church. I can't tell you what to do to have good seasons and good times all the time. But I can share some things that can go with you in all the seasons, in the good ones and the not-so-good ones. And I want to share three things to remember in every season of your life. No matter if they're good or if they're not good, this applies to all of them the same. Okay, Here's the first thing. Every season, whether it's good or not, every season has struggles that you can't see. Every season does. No matter if it's a good season, you're like, man, this is the best time of our lives. There are struggles in there that you, you, you just don't see, but they are there. Every season has struggles, just like when you're in a good season. You're in a bad season, there's good things that can happen. You're in a good season. You ever been there before and you're so enthralled with all the good you don't see the bad? Or you're in a bad season, you can't even see the good. It happens every season has a struggle. And let's go back to some of the examples we used already. People get excited about getting married. That's great. But I can tell you there will be some struggles in some times and seasons of your marriage. And that's not because I'm trying to be negative. That's because I understand you bring two human beings together that are different and try to do life together. There's bound to be a struggle. Amen? God, I need a better amen than that. Better yet, bring a kid that has a will into your house. And you've been laying ground rules and doing foundational work for the last 13 years of their life. And now they decide they want to be an adult with an opinion. And voice it. Amen? And you realize they sound a lot like you. (laughs) Every season has struggles you can't see. First day of school. It's great. But there's going to be some struggles there, and you don't always see it. But there are struggles there. It's like some people, you look at them, and you would say they don't have anything wrong. Everything is going right for them. And can I just tell you, that is not always the truth. Because they may have the appearance that things are good, but it may not be so good. And it's not because they're faking it. They just chose, I'm going to be happy even though it's a struggle. Amen? But every season has its struggles. In a season of struggle, what happens is we look at other people. And we look at what they're not going through because of what we're going through. And we draw conclusions. You ever did that before? The comparison thing, as much as we try not to, it kind of happens naturally. It's like, look at them. They just live like nothing's wrong. They were going through what we were going through right now. You ever did that before? And then next thing you know, you're in conversations with people and you're trying to prove who's got it worse. 
Yeah, y'all ever did that before? They're sitting there telling you how bad it is. Yeah, well, let me tell you. And it becomes like a competition of who has it worse. And then just out of competition, you get caught up in it and you start making stuff up. Like, seriously, what is wrong with us? It happens. I've seen people do this before. Every season has struggles. And a lot of times we rate the severity of our season based off of what we see happening with other people. Because our eyes are so fixed on what everybody else is doing and what's happening to everybody else that sometimes we're not taking care of what's right there in front of us. We're not handling what's right there in our own house. Sometimes there are people right there by us that are struggling and we don't even know it. Seriously. We don't even know. Sometimes you're in a place where you're struggling and there are people right there around you and they don't even know it. Every season has its struggles. And I don't share that to be negative. I share that because that's a reality. There can be great things happening to you in your life right now. But there also can be some struggles that are in it. Give you an example. You pray, God, I want a new job. I ask you to bless me. God opens this this door. You step into this new position. It is amazing. They're paying you good. All the good stuff. And then you start working. It's hard work. It's a great job, but it's hard work. There's a struggle there. It doesn't mean that it's bad. It doesn't mean quit. Doesn't mean throw it away. It just means there's a struggle that is in that season. John chapter 16, verse 32. A time is coming, and in fact has come, when you'll be scattered each to your own home. You will leave me all alone. This is Jesus talking to his, to his disciples. Yet I am not alone, for my Father is with me. I have told you these things so that in me, and I want you to hear this part, so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. Jesus said it. He said, in this world, you will have trouble. He didn't say, hey, you can live trouble free. He said, listen, in this world that we live in, you will have trouble. But then he says, but take heart, I have overcome the world. I've got a plan. If you follow me, you will make it through the struggle. If you follow me. So if we know that in every season there is a struggle, we've got to, we have to determine, okay, who am I going to follow through this season that I may go through? Because this, this year could have been a rough year for you. And the question is, how are you going to get past this season? One of the phrases that kept coming to mind as I was, as I was preparing this message is the phrase, and it came to pass. And it came to pass. How are we going to have and it came to pass moments if we don't have someone that can help us navigate through the struggles? And I, I share this to give you hope today because there are some struggles in the season that you're in. And it may be the story of this year, but it doesn't have to become the story of your life. It may be what happened last week, but this is a new week that's starting today. Amen? And sure, there may be struggles, but you don't have to stay on the struggle bus. Amen? You can get off. So every season has struggles that you can't see, but then number two, every season has strengths that you can seize. There are struggles in seasons, but then there are strengths in every season. And sometimes we just don't see them because all we can see is the struggle. 
become so focused. I mean, I, what, I'm, a, I'm a problem solver, and I can become so fixed on trying to solve that problem that I will, like, block out every other thing going on in my life and go down the rabbit hole, and I will figure this out. Anybody else with me? Like, seriously, I will figure this out. I, I know I need to do that. I'll get to that later. Right now, I'm figuring this out. Well, you're not, you're not able to do it. I know, but I'm going to figure it out. Problem solving, and we're so in this mode of trying to, 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 to eliminate, trying to fix it. Sometimes we don't realize that in these seasons that we're in, what God is actually doing. In the struggles that we're in, we don't realize what God is doing. Did you know that sometimes in your struggles, God will use it to show you your strength? Sometimes it takes a struggle for you to see what your strength really is. I want you to close your eyes for a second and think about some things you're struggling with right now. Maybe you're struggling with, with a child, and you're trying to make sure they do the right things, and you're struggling with them. Perhaps God is trying to strengthen you as a parent. And God's just simply using a child. And you're like, Lord, you need to get with the program here and hurry this up. Because this is a lot. God will use your struggles to show you your strength. In fact, if it wasn't for the struggle, you wouldn't know that you were capable of some things that you can do. In fact, your promotion at work was because you handled a struggle. You took care of a struggle and you made it happen, and because you were able and you were willing to step into the struggle, it opened the door for you to step into another opportunity. I want you to think about this, because we're not wired to think that way. We're wired to think like this. Why is all this happening to me? I don't have time for this. Hold on. But in our morning prayer time, we will get on our knees and say, God, give me strength. God, give me strength. And God's, I think God's just saying, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to show you that you already have some strength in there. You just never had to flex like this before. But if I put you in that situation, then you will see that you have the strength that you didn't know that you had that will get you through this, but it also get you through some other things that you got going on in your life. Amen? If it wasn't for the struggle, sometimes we wouldn't know God's strength. We wouldn't know what he could do. In these struggles, we can see, God, I didn't know I could do that. How many of us, we have that story? We went through some things, and later on, we look back and we're like, I don't know how I did that. I didn't know I could do that. I didn't know I can handle that type of pressure. He already saw it. And when we're praying for it, we think that God is the magic wand that just makes it happen. God will produce it in you through some seasons, through that one time. And isn't it isn't some of the stories of our lives and all the things that we've become and all the things we're able to do? We go back to, well, there was that time where I was put in this situation. And through that situation, I realized that I had this strength. I walked through that season. And that's where I realized I was able to do this with God's help. Every season definitely has its struggles, but every season also has some strengths that you can grab. There's some things that you, you can learn in the season that you're in right now. There's things that God is teaching you that we may not even be aware of because we don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like bad seasons, man. 
I don't even like bad times. I don't like it. I like good things. You know what I'm saying? Let the good times roll. I love it. I don't like when things go wrong, but I do like what God produces in me through those seasons. I do like it. So right now, maybe you're in a season of struggle. Maybe it's tough. But don't miss the strengths that are being developed in your life right now in this season that you're in. Don't overlook it real, and, and not seeing what God is doing in you because you're just, I'm just trying to get through it. I'm just trying to make it. Listen, there's a whole lot more happening than you just trying to make it. Amen? You're going to make it through. Is it a challenge? Yes, it's a challenge, but I believe you can get through it. I do. And listen, this is the good seasons too. In the good seasons, there are things that God's developing in your life that can, that can be helpful long term. But we don't always see it that way because we get so caught up in the moment of what is happening right now because it's good. Oh, everything's good right now. Yeah, we can do that because everything is good. Yeah, we can do this because everything is good. But what about when it's not so good? Can we still do that? Yes, you can. It sure it has its struggles, but it also has its strength. Here's the next thing. Number three. Yep, there's a struggle in every season. There's strengths in every season. But number three, in every season, God's sovereign. And this is important to remember. Psalms 46, verse 1 and 2. God is our refuge and safety. Watch this. Always ready. Always ready to help in what? Times of trouble. So we will not fear. And someone needed to hear that right now. Because of what you're going through, you're wondering, God, where are you? Can I tell you, he's ready. He's always ready to help you right now in times of trouble so we will not fear. No matter what season you're in, and this is so important, because I think we struggle with this more in good seasons than we're willing to admit. Sometimes we forget about God in the good seasons. We forget how much we really need him. Because everything feels fine. Watch this. I don't have to worry. And I have found that's some of the most dangerous places to be because those are the places usually where we're not dependent on God. Those are the places usually where we're coasting. Those are the places usually where we're not looking to the Lord, where we're not praying, where we're not seeking God because everything is fine. And we, we literally live from emergency to emergency. Wait for something to happen. Then, oh God, oh God. Instead of just consistently, God, in every season, you're still on the throne. In every season, you're still Lord. In every season, I'm coming to you. In every season, you're faithful. In every season, I want to be faithful. All the time. Not just sometimes, but all the time. No matter what season you're in, don't forget that God is still present. Don't forget that God is still on the throne. In fact, as bad as it may be, it did not knock him off the throne. Like God didn't fall off the throne of heaven because of what's happening to you. He still sits firmly on the throne. And this is what he's saying. Come to me and let's take care of this. Come to me and let me give you the strength. Come to me and let me give you the help. Because he is still sovereign. So it's not a question of his faithfulness. 
because he is faithful. But it is a question of our faithfulness. Will I be faithful to God in every season? This is where, this is where we're coming to. It's Christmas season. I know you got a lot on your plate. But will you be faithful to God in this season? Will you be faithful to him? If everything is going well, can you still be faithful to God in this season right here? In every season, God is sovereign. So what are you saying about the season that you're in right now? What, what are you saying about the time? How, are you, how would you describe it? This is a good time for our family. This is a good time for me in my life. Or maybe you're saying, this isn't good. This hasn't been a good season. I've learned that what we say often determines the perspective of our season. How we talk about it determines the perspective of the times and the seasons that we're in. Give you an example. This has probably been one of the toughest years for me in ministry. Seriously, one of the toughest ones. And I've had to be very careful because, man, I would love to complain. Seriously, I would love just to like, let me tell you how it is. You don't want to hear that. Amen? You could say amen right there. You don't want to hear it. But I don't need to say it. Because once I say it, I open the door for me to continue to experience it. That's not denial, by the way. That's just recognition. That what I say determines what I see. And so this is what it will sound like. Even though it's been a tough year, I'm still faithful to God. And God is still faithful to me. You, you just have to frame it right. You have to say it right. Even though this has been a season of struggle, I can thank you, Lord, that you're still present. And even though this has been a hard time for us, God, I'm so thankful that you have been our provider. And even though this has been a big challenge for me in my career, God, I thank you that I still have opportunities coming my way. It's all in how we say it, which is going to determine how we see it. And I have heard so many people describing their season in such terrible ways and just vocally saying it. And you look at it and it's like, it doesn't look as bad as it sounds. Like you make it sound like, oh my God, it's the end. It's not the end. It's not over. It's time for us to switch what we're saying. Can I say it like this? It's time to hit the switch and turn the right lights on. The right lights on. So that I can see that God is still sovereign. So that I can see that in every season there are strengths that are being developed in my life that I didn't realize God was going to do it that way. So that I can see that in every season there's a struggle. But the struggle always brings me back to the place that I always needed to be in, which was right there at the throne of God depending on Him. So no matter what the season may be in your life, it all depends on how you're describing it and how you're saying it. It's not denying it. Like I said, it's been a tough year. But it's been a good year. It's been challenging, but I've grown. It's made me doubt. It's made me doubt some things, but it's also brought me some confidence in some things. Come on. Sometimes we have to step back and see the big picture of what God is doing instead of pressing in so much on that one thing. Because when we press in so much on that one thing, 
All we see is that one thing. Problem solvers. This is a word for you because we will press in on that one thing and we will forget, oh, that, that, I, I need to go take care of that right now. I will check out of everything else because I'm so focused on this one thing. I need to be able to step back. So what season are you in? Is it a good season? Perhaps we're going into Christmas and you're dreading it. Or perhaps you're going into Christmas and you're excited about it. Perhaps for your family it's been a challenge. Perhaps for your family it's been amazing. In every season there's a struggle. In every season there's strengths. And in every season God is sovereign. Let's bow our heads. Father, thank you for your word that speaks to our lives, speaks hope. I just pray today, God, no matter where we're at, we will see, God, you're sovereign. We lean on you right now for strength. If you're in a season of struggle right now, I just want you to stand to your feet. Everyone heads bowed, everyone's eyes closed, no one's come and digging your business. But if you're in a season of struggle right now, I just want you to stand to your feet. And I just want to pray over you this morning. Thank you, God. Struggling. Father, I pray that every person that is walking through a season of struggle, Father, that you will turn it around and turn it into strength. What the devil meant for bad, you will turn it around and use it for good. I pray that every person who's standing today will be aware of the strength that you're giving them through this. And even though the struggle may be long and it may be challenging, you're still good. And I pray now, God, for the wisdom for every struggle. I pray now for faith. Come on, put your hands on that person that's standing right there by you. Just lay a hand on their shoulder. Just stand with them in faith today. Father, for every person that's walking through struggle, I pray for your wisdom to be upon them. I pray for your strength, oh God, to be upon them. I pray, Lord, that they will realize that you are so present, even though they may feel like you're a million miles away. I pray, Lord, for the right people, the right friends to come and stand beside them. I pray, Father, that they will have a heart that seeks after you. I pray, God, that they will have hope. I pray, God, that you will give them peace. I pray, God, that they will see that this may be happening now, but there is hope that is coming. Father, today, turn the struggle into strength. Turn it around for them, we pray, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God that they're coming through this. And I declare over each and every one of them right now, we declare it together as a church, that it's a new season that's starting today. I thank you, Lord, that they will be able to say together that that Sunday, that message, that word that was spoken kicked off a new season in my life, that it was struggle, but now I see the strength of God. I see the strength that He's developing in me. It wasn't for loss. It was for gain. It wasn't just for evil, but it was for good. God was in the midst of it all along. And Father, I just pray for a new hope and a new, a new peace and a new strength in this season today. And I thank you, Lord. Their story will sound like this. I remember that time 
but now look what the Lord has done. Thank you, Father, that you were faithful. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Strength for your struggle. Come on, are y'all ready for the holiday season? You're ready for any season, aren't you? Come on. Good seasons, they're coming. New seasons are coming. Come on, I feel it starting in my heart right now. New seasons.